This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Don Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Togina.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. Benvenuto and welcome to La Bella Vita show. I'm Don Catherine, your hostess with the mostess, and I am so glad that you're here tonight. I hope that you have poured yourself a glass of wine and are ready for another great show uh, tonight. If you're listening to me live, thanks for joining. If you are listening to on a podcast, thanks for downloading it. If you, hey, did not know that you can download a uh, podcast of the show, you absolutely can by going to the toginet.com webpage of the La Bella Vita show and download it there. Or you can head on over to iTunes, uh, put it in uh, La Bella Vita or my name, Don Catherine, scroll on down to podcasts and hit subscribe. Or you could go to the icon on your Apple iPhone and go to the podcast app and uh, search for it there and get it downloaded there as well. So check that out. Uh, we have a really good show tonight coming up. Uh, of course, this is my favorite time of year because it is the beginning of the fashion season. And uh, we have some reports coming in from Milan. There was uh, some fashion shows these past couple weeks. We had men's fashion, so we're going to be talking about some men's fashion that's going to be going on for fall of 2017. We have some uh, spring fashion to talk about as well. And uh, we also are going to be talking since there is lots of snow. And my uncle just happens to be in the Italian apps right now. I decided that we're going to talk about the Italian Alps and uh, some places that you can go visit. And uh, actually some of the most beautiful Alps and uh, snow towns in snow areas in Europe. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, so Stay with me, and we will get to all of that. But first, I want to talk about what's going on in the world, and there is a whole heck of a lot going around uh, just about everywhere. Of course, everybody is anticipating the upcoming inauguration. This Friday, uh, the Obamas are going to be leaving, and uh, the Trumps will be coming in. And uh, so it's going to be a very interesting day, to say the least. Uh, you know, there's lots of... Uh, going back and forth about crowds, about how big the crowds are going to be. I do know that my sister and my nephew, God bless them, are going to be going to D.C. this weekend for the Women's March. So I'm excited for them to experience that. Uh, but uh, we shall see how the inauguration goes. It is going to be rainy on Friday, which is kind of unfortunate for everybody that's going to be there to see the swearing in of Donald J. Trump as our president. And uh, so I just kind of do hope that they have better weather because I do feel bad for those people and especially for all of the press and for all of the uh, personnel, first responders, 
that have to sit out there as well and weather the uh, the elements. So hopefully it will be a little bit of a better day. Um, speaking of politics and presidents, I just want to say that uh, I'm wishing Bush 41, George H.W. Bush, a speedy recovery. He is in the hospital. He was hospitalized for pneumonia and shortness of breath. He's resting comfortably, from what I've heard, in the ICU. And unfortunately, his wife also was admitted into the hospital today, and uh, she is in for fatigue. And I'm sure that's probably uh, in, a, in a bad cough, apparently. So hopefully she recovers as well. And I hope that uh, he gets out of the hospital soon. Uh, Bush 90 is, uh, ni- I think they said he was 91 years old. I didn't realize that he ha- is that old. It's kind of crazy. And uh, someone had made the point today about Barack Obama, too. He's only 55 years old. So considering that he has a considerable time ahead of him, it is going to be interesting. If he lives to say 90 years old, he still has 40 years uh, where he can be an influence. And uh, there was talk today that uh, they think that maybe he's going to run for office again, like maybe go back into the Senate. So that should be interesting. And uh, anyway, um, let's see what else we got going on. So as you know, I'm a huge Patriots fan and uh, my Patriots won the game this weekend. Very excited about that. And we have the Patriots versus the Steelers this weekend in the AFC Championship. And, of course, my Patriots are favored to win. However, there's lots of trash talking going on between the Patriots and the Steelers. So uh, it should be a very interesting matchup. And the one thing I will have to say is that I know that Tom Brady and uh, Ben Roethlisberger really have respect for each other. And uh, I think it's going to be an epic epic game and one of my BFFs is a hardcore diehard Steelers fan so it's going to be a fun few days because the trash talking between us has already started and uh, but uh, I'm very excited I do think that my Patriots are going to end up uh, winning the game and going on to the Super Bowl and of course we have Green Bay and the Falcons going at it I think that Green Bay is going to come out uh, head. So I, I kind of think that it's going to be Green Bay versus Pac, uh, Patriots Super Bowl. So let's see how that all works out. Uh, and of course, if that's the case, I really do foresee my Patriots winning the Super Bowl. And uh, I really think that every person who is a Patriots fan cannot wait to see the uh, presentation of the Lombardi Trophy if it does happen uh, and have Roger Gardell have to hand the craft. Mr. Kraft, the Lombardi Trophy, and probably most likely Tom Brady, the MVP Trophy. So for those of you who follow the Patriots or dislike the Patriots, you know why there's a lot of blood blood in that whole situation. Um, so there you have it. So I'm super excited. Can't wait for a Sunday night's game. My mom's going to be there, and she'll be at the game. She's at the game this past weekend. She said it was awesome. So I'm excited for her to be at the game this weekend coming up. Uh, I'm sure that you might have seen on TV a video of a 12-foot huge gator uh, that looks like it's straight out of the dinosaur era. It is huge. And it just so happens that that was at the Circle B Bar Preserve in Lakeland, Florida that I happened to be at on New Year's Day. A group of us all went out and decided to uh, get out in nature on the first day of the year. 
And uh, actually, that path where you see that gator going by, I actually walked right down that path. And uh, so it is a huge gator. I have not seen it. When I was there, I did not see that particular gator. But my friend who goes to the uh, Circle B-Bar Preserve often to take pictures. She's an avid photographer. And uh, she has seen that gator multiple times. However, she has said that she has never seen it walk by like that. But I'll tell you what, if that thing had ever walked out in front of me when I was there, I would have lost my mind. Uh, they're kind of scary. And that's a big ass. That was a big ass gator. <laughs> big ass gator. Uh, I'm sure that you also kind of heard that there was uh, some things going on in Orlando in the last week or so. Uh, unfortunately, we had a police officer that was shot, uh, and uh, the police officer was trying to apprehend a suspect who was wanted for the murder of his pregnant ex-girlfriend. Uh, she was shot and killed. Another officer, a motorcycle officer that was responding to that uh, incident uh, of the officer being um, shot and killed, um, lost his life as well. And uh, thankfully, last night they caught him. And uh, very scarily, I found out that literally he was holed up in a house that's probably about, oh, three miles from my house. So very scary to know that he was so close. And literally, like the area that he was at, I go down that street often. So that was kind of freaking me out. Um, and uh, so there you have that. Uh, I'm glad that they caught him and he's in jail and uh, it looked like it wasn't a pretty sight when they found him. That's all I got to say. Uh, they say that he uh, didn't, uh, that he resisted arrest. So he was a little bit banged up, was in the hospital, but now he is in jail finally. So that's great. Uh, so what else is going on? So listen, the People's Choice Awards are on right now. And as I'm doing this show, I'm probably missing the red carpet. So I'm a little bit bummed about that. Uh, I'll bring you back all of the information about those fashions next week in our show. Of course, the Golden Globes were on a couple weeks ago. The fashion was spectacular. Uh, I, You know, this is like for a fashionista, the, you know, the whole fashion season when it comes to award show, it's like literally Christmas morning to me when I get to watch a red carpet. It just is so much fun. And, uh, you know, it's all subjective. Everybody says, oh, they loved it. Someone else hates it. It's all very subjective. But I have to say, the Golden Globes this year, I don't think that there was really anybody who uh, missed it this year. They were all impeccably dressed and uh, unbelievable. Uh, and I do have uh, my fashion pick, which we'll get to. Um, what else is going on? So the People's Choice Awards are on. Uh, the Leah Remini has that show. We talked about this last time, the Scientology show, um, the Aftermath, Scientology, the Aftermath. She wrapped that show. Her last episode was last week. She had a follow-up show where she answered questions and basically has said, like, it's to be continued because there's stuff, more stuff that she wants to talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. I think pretty much the writing is on the wall with that one. I think she's trying uh, to... Uh, go after the Church of Scientology and get their status, uh, their tax-exempt status removed, uh, which will basically cripple the organization because they have so many properties. And without that tax-exempt status, there's no way that they can pay taxes on all of those. And it pretty much is a cult. And uh, it is a really... Um, 
a scary situation for a lot of people that are involved in it. And uh, I hope that they bring uh, some changes to what's going on there. And uh, what else do we have going on? Uh, there's another show that we're going to talk about when we come back. Uh, it's the Is O.J. Innocent? Uh, missing evidence which is an on IDTV and uh, I started watching it. it came on the other night it was pretty cool uh, so when we come back we're going to talk about that um, and I'm going to tell you about the show alone which I guess apparently has on uh, been on for a couple seasons but I just found it and now I'm totally obsessed with it so uh, I'm very excited about that show I've been watching it and every week I'm constantly in awe of these people who are out in the middle of the wilderness. So we get back up and talk a little bit about that. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Dawn Catherine's La Bella Vita show. Come on back. We're going to be talking about fashion and we're going to be talking about snow. My two favorite things. Love snow. We'll see you on the other side. Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Besame, besame Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. It's Marching Laughter was such good medicine, ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves and 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cacinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cacinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's marching down. 
I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy, and came to Venice, and from thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke, and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita, all with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita, and here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back. It's Dawn Catherine's Little Bella Vita show, and I am talking about all of the uh, new shows that I found because uh, there was a lot of repeats going on and a lot of things were on. But I happened to come across this show alone, which apparently has been on for a couple of seasons, and I just came upon it. But uh, what they do is they throw these people in they're in uh, Patagonia, Argentina. Uh, it's the third season, actually, and they have 10 hardcore survivalists are sent to Patagonia on a mission, and that's to basically stay alive. And basically, they are just left in the elements. So kind of unlike where, kind of how Survivor is, even though that they're on an island and they're alone, you know, they're not so much alone. They're with a tribe. Um, you know, they have producers and they have camera people around. These people have nothing. Like, literally, they're their own camera people. So they literally are isolated and by themselves. So they are basically uh, in the elements, and uh, they have to make their own shelter. And there's lots of predators. They have pumas out there. There's wild boar. Uh, they have lots of unexpected uh, weather. Uh, on the last episode, the guy had his shelter near a lake, and basically the lake came up, like, several feet, like, and uh, it was not good. He uh, he basically had to move in the middle of the night. Um, but uh, basically they have to forage for their own water and food. And uh, so basically they, they, these people are all set in different areas, so they have no idea. And it's whoever is out there the longest is the person who wins the competition. So they could be out there for a month and everybody quits within a month, or they could be out there for a year, just however long. Uh, but uh, it was it's very interesting. And I have to tell you, I think that the – the people who do the best, honestly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a woman, is it seems to me like the women are kicking ass. The one girl on the show who she built this amazing, great like shelter. She made her own sweat lodge. She, I mean, the things that this girl has made. She made wind chimes. She made her own drying rack for her clothes. You know, for her clothing. And I mean, it's just unbelievable how how much stuff she had. And then you have some other guy who basically just has a tarp, and that's all he's using for shelter. So it's very interesting to see everybody's journey and uh i i love this show so i have to go back now and watch the first two uh binge watch the first two seasons because it's very cool so if you haven't checked it out check out alone um i forget what channel it's on but you could look it up um and of course the other one that i was starting to talk about is oj innocent uh missing evidence on idtv gives a really good new perspective uh, they have three uh people, law enforcement, a law enforcement officer. They have a uh, retired private investigator and another guy who worked for LAPD who's more of kind of a uh, criminal um, 
psychologist kind of guy. And uh, basically, they're going through some evidence. And I have to tell you, it's very, very interesting. Some of the things, they revisit a lot of things. They revisit and talk to a lot of the players that were in uh, the trial. And uh, they have a very interesting theory of who who might have done it. Um, You know, was it just OJ alone? Or was he there with somebody else? Uh, Was OJ involved at all? Uh, so very interesting. Um, and it's like on, I believe like four nights in a row. And, uh, so I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Um, it was on two nights ago and then last night. And I think tonight is actually the last night. There's two episodes back to back. Uh, we'll wrap it up. So if you haven't checked it out, check, I would really highly recommend you, uh, watch it because it's really quite interesting. Uh, so that is that. So just make sure to check out the, um, the what do you call it uh the people's choice awards not my favorite award show not gonna be i'm not gonna lie because you know they all know ahead of time whether they won a lot so that kind of brings you know you can kind of tell who won by who shows up (laughs) but uh it should be quite uh it should be a good show though regardless but i'm still you know i can't wait for the oscars that's my show um that will be coming up in the next couple of months. So uh, my incantatos, what has me spellbound? We're going to talk about um, some wine. And uh, my wine pick this week is a 2011 Illuminati Multipulciano d'Abruzzo. Uh, Multipulciano Reserva Zana is the winery's flagship wine. It's won three awards uh, for years in a row. Uh, and the wine is made from a selection of grapes from old vines, which average about 45 years old, from a single vi- vineyard, pergola trained with monitored low productions through green harvest. The Zana is intensely ruby red in color, turning garnet with thyme. There are hints of blackberry, berry fruits, dried flowers on the nose and the palate. The wine has a great texture and soft tannins with an element and long finish. It'll pair perfectly with red meat, game, truffles, and aged cheeses, particular gorgonzola one of my least favorite cheeses but if you like gorgonzola check it out i think that you will like it uh the fashion at the golden globes was impeccable as i stated earlier and it was very hard to pick my icon of uh the week because there were so many phenomenal gowns but i have to tell you when it came to like old hollywood glamour uh beautiful I, I just fell in love with Blake Lively's gown. She just nailed it. She was in an LTA a Versace gown. Um, it just showed off her curves. It was a mermaid silhouette. It swept across the floor. It had a beautiful long train. Uh, it didn't have a lot of embellishments. It just had some gold on top and gold uh, little pockets. Uh, it was just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. So she was my fashion icon of the week. And trust me, there was all, so many people that had so many amazing gowns. It was quite hard to pick it this week. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I just want to give, uh, I just wanted to mention for those of you who are Italy obsessed as I am, uh, there were some earthquakes today and some uh, avalanches that happened in the uh, Abruzzo area um, in the province of uh Aruzzo, and specifically in L'Aquila, which is uh, L'Aquila, which is where they had uh, really bad earthquakes several years ago. Uh, there were tremors felt everywhere. They had three. Apparently, they had three earthquakes in a very short span of time, and um, that's what caused the 
avalanches to happen. Uh, there are people that are trapped. And uh, so my thoughts and prayers go out to those people. It's quite scary um, for them. So I just am uh, hoping that everybody uh, makes it out okay. And, uh, you know, all of these... Uh, all of these different events that are going on with the earthquakes over there are just crazy. Uh, one of the things I did want to talk about, there's going uh, talking about some crazy weather and crazy stuff going on there. Um, there was snow uh, in some places that haven't seen snow in Italy in a long time. And uh, the interesting thing about this whole situation with the snow is uh, five, there's been a 500-year-old doomsday prophecy by the man known as Notre Dame. Um, and it appeared to have come true, and it's all because the snow was falling on an Italian beach last week. In Salento, which is a region located in Italy's heel, which is normally known for its warm conditions and beach resorts. However, last week in the region, let, uh, like much of southern Italy, experienced a rare snowfall. Now, this unusual turn of events has taken a darker turn, with some suggestion that the snowfall represents the fulfillment of a century-old prophecy heralding the end of the world. Matteo Tafuri who has been called Italy's Notre Dame after the famous French seer, lived in the 1500s and was a philosopher, astrologer, and doctor. He was born in Apulia, in the same region where Salento is located. In some of his 16th century writings, Tafuri wrote, Salento, a palm trees and mild south wind, snowy Salento, but never after the touch, two days of snow, two flashes in the sky, I know the world ends, but I do not yearn. Now Salento has suffered from two consecutive days of snow, and some are wondering what will be next. So for those of you who are into uh, Notre Dame's predictions, this is quite interesting. So it should be very interesting to uh, see what happens. I'm just hoping that uh, the flashes and stuff like that don't happen for a long time. So, um, But I just thought I would share that story with you because I thought it was kind of interesting. And uh, if you are into some, uh, if you like photography, you should kind of go to the web and to uh, the Google and uh, search for some pictures in southern Italy and see some of the beaches that are covered in snow, that were covered in snow. Uh, it was, It's quite beautiful. Check out. Uh, I also want to tell you that apparently dreams do come true and you should book a flight to Italy immediately because there's a fountain flowing solely with wine, uh, which has appeared in the Bruzzo region just east of Rome. It was installed by a local vineyard. The Fontana del Vino can be found in Del di San Tommaso, which is a popular pilgrimage run route that runs between Rome and Ortona. And the locals' uh, joys don't end there. By according to the local, uh, the Dora Sarkesi vineyard was inspired by a similar fountain along the Camino del Santiago pilgrimage route in Spain. Uh, and so basically, they decided that they wanted to do the same thing as well. Uh, now, while Italy is famous for its fountains, whether it be a rustic one overlooking Lake Como or a cherished Trevi fountain in Rome, this is the first one in the country that actually has turned water into 24 7 wine. And I would like to go there very quickly and uh, just drink copious amounts of free wine. That would be fantastic. There was, however, an incident in 2008 when a plumbing error during a annual Merino Grape Festival. The town temporarily allows wine to flow from its fountain as part of the celebrations. 
caused wine to pour from the taps in local houses instead. Could you imagine that would be the best thing ever? Um, but it was unsurprisingly hailed as a miracle. So far, the boozy endeavor seems to be a success with crowds in Combino um, basically uh, lining up. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on toginet.com. official 4th of July party was held at the White House in 1801. But did you know that countries other than the U.S. celebrate American Independence Day or July 4th? Denmark, Italy, Portugal, and England all have 4th of July parties. In fact, the British celebrate their independence with bungers and fizz gigs, otherwise known as firecrackers, just like in America. Squib is slang for an electric match used in pyrotechnics. Our dog celebrates July 4th every year the same way, by cowering under the bed. Many European celebrations take place, of course, at American military bases. I'd like to send a special thanks to all our armed forces stationed around the world for everything you do to provide freedom and independence to America. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Weightlifting builds bone and strengthens muscles. Using proper form is extremely important to get the best results, but also to prevent injury. A common injury when lifting weights improperly is shoulder impingement. This condition is closely related to rotator cuff tendonitis and shoulder bursitis. The rotator cuff muscles encase the shoulder joint, and when injured, they swell. Typical symptoms of impingement syndrome include difficulty reaching up behind the back, pain with overhead use of the arm, and weakness of shoulder muscles. If you are experiencing any of these symptoms, get checked out by a doctor. Most importantly, take time to lift weights properly. Get good instruction and make sure you're not lifting weight that is too heavy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit. Come bella della luna, brilla strette, strette come butto, belle faste già. Sotto celle de Roma. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back. It's Don Catherine. It's the Bella Vita show. We got cut off at the end of the last segment, but I just want to tell you that you might want to go check out that uh, vineyard and uh, make sure you get a little bit of free wine at that boozy, nice, lovely fountain because I think it is the best fountain ever. Uh, so we're going to talk about fashion. We're pivoting into fashion. So Milan Fashion Week was, well, well, the beginning fashion week is basically a very long time in Milan. 
Uh, but they did get through some shows the last week or so, and they were showcasing spring and fall of 2017. I'm going to tell you what's going to be coming up. You'll be kind of surprised if you're a fashionista about some of the trends that are coming out. And don't be discouraged, man, because I have some trends for you, what's going to be coming up for you in fall of 2017. But for the women, we are going to be talking about uh, your spring and uh, spring looks for 2017 and uh, what you're going to be seeing coming down the pike for our fashion. So believe it or not, pajama stripes are coming in, silky, stripy, and fantastically comfy looking. Uh, many of spring runways took inspiration from your PJ draw at Fendi Lagerfeld uh, sports meet lingerie collection basically came together perfectly and all over striped looks paired with tube sock booties. Uh, there were more exotic looks as well but the vibe was uh they had definitely kind of loungewear that you'd wear to a cabana or take a snooze on a hammock if you're on vacation and a lot of wide leg pants and oversized shirt uh shirts that are kind of obviously pajama inspired while looking thoroughly chic in the process so check out the pajama stripes so they're kind of be coming to you uh new victorian so yes there's uh nothing puritanical about these see-through lace dresses that were on the runways, especially with uh, lots of contrasting lingerie underneath, but uh, lots and lots of very pure, very lace dresses that are basically all the way up to the neck and all the way flowing down. They are beautiful, and it should be interesting to see how that that plays out and how that trend goes out. Uh, maximalist denim. Of course, the designers um, weren't able to resist maximizing denim with lots of luxe brocade finishes, charms and trinkets, rose embroidered patches and rhinestone studs all over. So your jeans are going to be very, very flashy this coming season. Um now, although we could probably live our life in stripes and floors alone and be perfectly happy about it, uh, lots of geometric prints provided a fresh alternative this season. Prada, in particular, uh, had some stellar ones on their midi dresses, uh, hot pants and marabou trim pajama sets, offering maximalist something other than Gucci to obsess over. Uh, there were lots of hypnotic graphic prints, the result of combining high contrast color pairings, geometric shapes and busy prints, uh, and uh, definitely very cool looking stuff coming down the runway this uh, over there at uh, in Prada. Uh, blush is the color of the season. Millennials affection for all things dusty pink is definitely well documented, but uh, designers are counting on the color winning over all customers this coming spring. So when you're out there searching for some new spring things and summer things, if you see something on blush, you'll be right on trend. And that goes for your makeup as well. Uh, very pinky, dusty pink will be the trend on spring. Uh, if you are like me and you love all things that shine sparkly and bright, well, guess what? Sprinkling of top-to-toe glitter or sequins is all that it's going to take you to feel shiny, bright, and new again. And full head-to-toe glitter sequin outfits are coming back, whether it's in gowns or whether it is uh, in a sequin top with sequin pants. It's just crazy. Everything has a little bit of glitter and sequins on it. And I didn't love a glitter or a sequin that I didn't love. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, if you are into animal prints, uh, you can cuddle up this season with uh, lots of zebra, zebra prints, uh, and there was actually lots of fish on some different kinds of uh, dresses and pants and some 
different things. Uh, so basically all the animals in the kingdom were represented, but uh, lots of zebra stuff on the runway. So uh, if you happen to favor yellow and it's one of your very favorite colors, well, guess what? That's another color that's very on trend for spring 2017. The Bay Hive strikes again. The lemonade phenom continues after hitting the honeypot uh, this past uh fall in New York and London. Uh, Milan just saw a very sunny spectrum of yellow that ranged from lemon to canary and just about everything in the fashion uh, realm. So whether it was pants or tops or dresses, yellow is one of the it colors coming up for spring and summer. Now, this is kind of crazy. And if you look when you see them, I'm not a fan myself, but two-in-one shoes. Now, when I say two-in-one shoes, what do I mean? Well, basically, what they're doing is allowing you to get two pairs out of one. So basically, more bang for your buck. Uh, so what they're doing is at Gucci, they've introduced convertible shoes that are basically loafer slippers, metallic flats, and floral printed booties. Uh, but then you basically strap on or buckle a very heavy block sole or platform to make it transform it into another shoe. So basically, you'd have the flat, and then you'd have the option of making it into a platform. So I'm not sure quite how I feel about this trend. Um, not so sure if it's going to take off or not, but it was kind of interesting. Not a fan myself, but doesn't mean that you're not going to be a fan. Um, but uh, check that out. So that's coming down. Now, micro pleating, when I talk about micro pleating, you know, lots of pleats in dresses and skirts. But uh, after so many seasons of pleat arrives, the fairest one of all, and it's a delicate whisper thin creases that are nothing like the hard knife or an accordion of past seasons. So very, very micro pleated, uh, very micro pleated plants and uh, uh, actually some dresses and skirts that came down the runway so anything so if you see some very fine micro pleating you will be on trend so pick that up uh now there's a lot of debate about whether women should wear leggings as pants and it's a debate that has caused people to protest in cities all around the world <laughs> uh but uh, it didn't stop the designers this year from adopting the fashion faux pas with Carefree Abandoned. There were lots of leggings coming down the runways uh, in lots of different uh, colors and patterns and what have you. So if you happen to be a legging-loving lady, uh, you're going to be on trend because they are coming back with a vengeance. And, uh, well, they're not coming back, but I guess they're just making it more um, acceptable because it's on the runway now. <laughs> uh, now, every year, it seems like the fanny pack needs to try to make a comeback. And everybody knows that the fanny pack is a bad idea, people. I don't care what you need to do. You need to get your crap together and find an alternative to the fanny pack. I'm talking to you people at Walt Disney World. I'm talking to you. Now, I, I can tell you that I, you know, I travel all over the world and I am always kind of shocked at how many people still use the fanny pack. However, this season, they are trying to make a difference. So instead of it being a fanny pack, they're calling it belt bags, uh, which involves purses um, that is slung around the hips with straps that could possibly be worn over the shoulder as well. So we'll see how that trend goes down. I'm not so sure that it will 
be as big of a hit as they want because they can't seem to make it stick. They try and it never sticks. Uh, these are bigger purses than what a actually fanny pack is. So I'm just not thinking that women really want to have a big bag on their hips or anywhere on their side to create more volume to themselves. So I'm not seeing this trend taking off again, sadly. Uh, the other thing when it came to shoes is some sporty platforms. That's what they're calling them. Uh, basically, the ugly shoe effect is what they're calling it. <laughs> some people are anyway in the industry. But uh, on the spring runways in Milan, there were a lot of uh, elevated takes on rubber uh, shower slides, uh, basically meaning it's just just a sports sandal that looks like the regular typical sports sandal, but on a platform. So it should be interesting to see if those kind of take off. Uh, platforms are definitely going to be in for spring, summer of this year, but there's going to be various forms of them. Um, I just hope that we get our old school platforms are available because I can't see me going to either one of these trends personally. But if you're a sporty kind of girl and you want to have that sporty kind of look you want to be sporty but you want to have some platform so you have some height because every girl that wants some height loves a platform uh this could be your dream come true i i don't know uh now i am a girl of i'm not going to tell you what decade but my decade that i happened to grow up in that i graduated in happened to be the decade where we wore shoulder pads yes i'm that old um and I'm dying for the day that shoulder pads really come back with a vengeance. They try, and then they go away, and then they try, and they go away. Well, this year, spring, not happening. But what we are going to have is some exaggerated shoulders, whether in the form of extra long cuffs, ballooning sleeves, or sloped, supersized shoulders. Uh, there's a lot of attention being paid to what goes on your arms these days. Uh, the Jill Sanders Show showed off uh, tons of blazers and dressers and trench coats, equipped with huge sandwich-sized shoulder pads uh, and uh, basically um, lots of just extra exaggerated shoulders but without shoulder pads. So Jill Sanders was the only ones who actually actually had some shoulder pads in it, but that was the only one. Um, but it should be interesting to see how that happens. Um, let's see. So the most a neglected article for clothing these days seems to be pants because if you see uh, any celebrities on the streets, you see a lot of them wearing basically shirts with no pants. And uh, so basically there was a lot of that going on again. Uh, there's micro short uh, hot pants basically that's underwear, a sheer skirt over underwear um, and no pants and an oversized hoodie. So that was pretty interesting. So, um, and the lastly, we have, well, not lastly, but before we go to break, uh, basically silk robes. So, you know, pull out your, you can go to your, your closet and pull out your silk robe because basically they are putting this over fashion. And, uh, so they are uh, lots of printed kimonos, embroidered robes, and flowing fringe caftans uh, were on the runway. So we'll see those. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about men's fashion, and we're going to be talking about the Alps. So stick with us. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Just 
experience and to live the bella vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest new tricks for trade and latest action trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more with Live La Bella Vita on FEBs on Dreamer.com. the United States Postal Service successfully ships over 160 billion packages and letters with bills traveling through the mail at twice the speed of checks. Automated sorting machines read zip codes and directs the mail to the proper destination. But last year, they failed to read some 2.4 billion pieces of mail, all because of cacography. That's bad handwriting. So what happens to all that errant mail? The post office hires more than 700 postal clerks to decipher the most difficult ones. When a sorting machine discovers an illegible address, it scans and sends a digital image to the clerk's computers. Amazingly, the average clerk can crack the code in just three seconds. Not everyone can keep up, though, as management at the post office is always pushing the envelope. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. If you are a runner or dancer, or if you play soccer, tennis, football, basketball, or any sport that involves sprinting with sudden starts and stops, you are more likely to get a hamstring injury. Your hamstring muscle runs along the back of your thighs. The Mayo Clinic tells us that a hamstring injury occurs when you strain or pull one of your hamstrings. You also might experience a partial or complete muscle tear, which does not necessarily mean that you have to have surgery, but it can be painful. If you injure your hamstring, you need to take time out to let it recover with rest, ice, and over-the-counter pain medications, which are often all you need to reduce the swelling and relieve the pain. The best advice is to keep your muscles strong and active to prevent the injury in the first place. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. You love Italian food. You admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense. You love travel and luxury destinations and resorts. This is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. It's Don Catherine's Live La Bella Vita show. We are talking about all things fashion. We were just talking about some women fashion, what's trending on the runways in Milan and basically uh, the other thing that's going to be taking some fashion this year is uh, Team Jersey and athletic gear goes kind of glam this year so check that out Um, and are you ready for a sunny side of spring? I hope you are because yellow ruled the runways like I said and uh, it is going to be beautiful and I just want to say uh, Pucci had some beautiful beautiful things um, on the runway with their yellow clothes which is one of my favorites Uh, but for men men's uh, fashion week wrapped up last uh, actually yesterday uh, it wrapped up and uh, they were full of models that have appeared to take a leaf out of Alessandro Mikel's style book showcasing fuller longer hairstyles and bald groom facial fluff uh, so they were very very masculine and romantic looking on the runway 
so if uh, you are one of those people who has a beard, you're, you're still on trend come uh, fall, and uh, that's pretty cool. So the, basically, uh, for the runways for the men, what's coming up for the collections? And uh, basically, the 91st edition of Italy's leading international trade fair, Piti Umo, running uh, basically uh, just wrapped up. Uh, there's a new take on tailoring is shaking up a laid back menswear must haves ranging from military coats to blazers among the 1200 brands that were on display, uh, that had shows there. Uh, basically jackets that were coming in at all shapes and forms, including single and double breasted versions, shirt like and shawl collared silhouettes, uh, basically waterproof travel jackets are a must for next fall. Um, and basically overcoats are coming in in both slim and oversized silhouettes. Uh, basically, uh, lots of knitwear is going to be in for the fall. Uh, knitwear peeking out from under jackets and coats to make a bold statement. And uh, lots of animal prints and landscapes on sweaters. Uh, lots of... Uh, one of the houses, fashion houses, uh, presented a knit double-breasted vest, which is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, basically, lots of classic tailoring and sportswear with knitted vests and cardigans. Uh, basically, lots of basically craziness, but jogging pants in jersey and wool. And uh, so that was a really good trend. And I happened to look at some of those shows that showed the jogging pants. And let me just tell you, the men fashion models were looking fine in those uh jogging pants must say uh basically luxury brand brunello cuccinelli is debuting a deluxe sporty look with an unconstruction unconstructed one and a half breasted flannel jacket with gold buttons styled over a cashmere turtleneck and an argyle pattern let me just tell you uh on my instagram uh i have a lot of male models that i follow and i saw several of them who were doing the shows in milan and i have to tell you that that look was impeccable. So uh, you need to get yourself a uh, flannel jacket and uh, the whole argyle and turtleneck thing going on because it was flawless. Uh, cotton velvet pants are also uh, coming into fashion. And uh, so and there's a lot of uh, jeans coming in and uh, lots of jeans that have embellishments. Not so sure how I feel about the embellishment for men pants but hey that's what's going on uh so uh basically lots of stuff going on in the men's fashion we obviously we're going to have more fashion shows coming we have new york coming up uh london and paris are all going to be going and uh more fashion will be coming but that is you know the milan fashion shows are some of my favorites so that is why i wanted to bring it that to you and I wanted to bring some men's fashion because I always kind of get accused of just catering to women and not the men and I didn't want to leave you out and, and it really makes me happy to do the research for the men uh, fashions because those boys are pretty so that's what's going on fashion of course we'll keep you updated coming up with the ones the fashion shows that are going to be coming up and we'll be talking about those but now I just want to tell you about uh, perhaps going to some of the most beautiful enchanting towns that you could ever possibly find uh in italy and uh so how else can you tour the italian alps uh there's the unesco listed the dolomites as one of 
49 World Heritage Sites in Italy. The whole area is begging to be seen, but as time is usually a constraining factor, uh, when you are on vacation, I uh, have come up with a list of 12 towns that you definitely want to check out. Uh, Sturzing uh, is a beautiful town with a long main road lined with pastel-colored buildings from different eras. They are now converted into shops, hotels, and restaurants. The road is divided into two parts, the old town and the new town, uh, by a tall clock tower called Zwiffordium. Uh, there is Brixen. Brissone is the third largest city and the oldest town in the region, having been first legally mentioned in documents in the year 901. The area also has had its first human settlement in 8000 BC. In modern days, it is considered the cultural and artistic capital of the valley, where you can find excellent shopping, dining, and entertainment. The 10th century cathedral is one of the most important monuments to visit in the city, as you can still view the cloister frescoes from the 10th to 15th centuries. Ortesi is a very popular holiday town, both in winter and summer, being located in Val Gardena, one of the top ski resorts in the world. It's the perfect village in which to settle down on your vacation. There is skiing in the winter and walking or mountain climbing in the summer. Shopping and dining are also of excellent quality. Um, and the views there are actually beautiful, unbelievably. Uh, and um, we have Clausen. Uh, the main ancient doors, you will be transported back to ancient times by simply walking on the cobblestone alley line with typical pastel-colored buildings that house different kinds of shops, restaurants, and hotels. Sitting on top a locally known holy mountain that overlooks Chayosa in the Sabine Abbey, Montesero di Sabino, uh, where Benedictine nuns have been living since the 16th century. So go check them out. Uh, Marino Marino is a large town surrounded by mountains and is located at the entrance of the Passia Valley, where the Passer River flows through. This perfect location is known for its spa resorts, production of forest beer, and frequent summer concerts. So check that out. Bernico is a pleasant medium-sized town in the heart of the Passero Valley was recently elected Italy's most pleasant and citizenly friendly small city. The town's vibrance attracts visitors who like to be centrally located in the Alps. Shopping, dining, trekking, and skiing are offered in the nearby Mount Croplet Ski Resort, which is considered the number one ski resort in South Tyrol. So you should go check that one out. Cortina di Empezzo is set in the middle of the Empezana Valley and is com completely surrounded by the Dolomite Mountains, all 360 degrees of it. It boasts a spectacular panorama wherever you are. It's known as an upscale holiday alpine town where the jet set crowd has affixed its position both in summer and winter. The town's cooperative, La Cooperative di Cortina, is a truly enjoyable shopping experience where everything is available. And the surrounding areas are lakes and mountain slopes for skiing, hiking, and mountain climbing. And I'm telling you, the views there are stunningly beautiful. You will not want to miss it. Uh, in Renan, Oritan, at a high plateau between 3,600 and 4,500 feet in a cooler climate, Renan is a popular summer holiday place for people who live in Bolzano, the city underneath it. This picture at small town can be accessed by car or by cable car that departs from Bolzano. And it's known for its fairy chimneys or earth pyramids. Um, and it's 
also great during the winter time too. Uh, Tirol or Tirolo uh, is a nice alpine town at 1,948 feet high that has a peculiar climate that boasts 300 days of sunlight throughout the year. It's surrounded by walking trails amidst the vegetation. However, its main tourist attraction is a beautiful castle dominating the town. Tirolo Castle was the ancestral seat of the Counts of Tyrol, and the Tyrol region got its name from this castle because of its importance throughout history. At present, the Tyrolo Castle houses a museum of culture and local history. There's another castle nearby called Castle Brunenburg, which houses the Agricultural Museum, not to be confused with the Tyrol of Austria. Then we have Corvara, set at the foot of the Sagnar Mountain in the Valbadia, a valley of 3,200 feet high. Corvara is a splendid town to explore. A stream snakes its way through the typical alpine town dotted with wooden houses, mountains, and just enough tourism to enjoy the whole place. It's also a departure point for chairlifts that can take you to higher points of the surrounding mountains for skiing in winter or walking in the summer. The soft slopes and wide plateaus are perfect for families with children. The Auro Zerno del Cadore gained its added beauty after the article artificial lake bordering the town took shape in the 1930s when the Santa Catarina Dam was finished. It changed the landscape of Aranzo dramatically and it attracted more tourists, especially in summer. It's a picturesque panorama of an alpine time, town with wooden structures, a clear lake that surrounds the Dolomite Mountains. The Havarna is a strikingly beautiful. It's beautiful, and the it is the monastery of Nesfit, uh, founded in 1142, has been owned and run by Augustine and orders regular. The monks maintain the upkeep of the whole monastery itself, where they have a boarding school for middle school boys, a shop that sells the monastery various products, a tavern to eat South Tyrolean food, and sample their wines in the winery where they produce wines of excellent quality. The monastery is the largest in Tyrol and is extremely well preserved. Goth, Baroque, and Rococo architectures have left their marks over the monastery's long history. So you could go and check that out. So those are some of the most beautiful, enchanting towns in the Dolomite Mountains, and you should go check it out. My uncle just happens to be there, which is why it made me think about talking to you about this tonight, and I know that he is probably getting all of the wine and drinking it at all, so you better go. We'll see you next week uh, on another La Bella Vida show. I hope you've enjoyed it. We will see you. We'll be talking about fashion, art, history coming up on the next show. We'll see you next time. It's Don Catherine. It's La Bella Vida show. Thank you for being a part of